Good evening, Patriots. How is everybody doing tonight? I am Praying Medic, and this is my nightly news broadcast coming to you live on Cloud Hub Channel 115. Hope you liked the intro. Uh, that was a video put together by our friend Julian Zrum. He wanted that video to go viral on Twitter, and I thought, well, what the heck, let's make it go viral <laughs> as an intro for the show. Yeah, so I'm bringing you the news uh, every night, Monday through Friday, here on CloudHub. You can also get my videos on my website, prayingmedic.com. Uh, you can also find them on BitChute. They will show up there eventually, after a day or so. <laughs> and I'm also on Rumble. Uh, let's jump into today's news. We've got a lot of news to cover. So, by introduction, I have a new book out called The Great Awakening. Great Awakening is the second book in the Q Chronicles series. It covers posts by the anonymous intelligence cider known as Q. And this covers uh, subjects that Q has brought up from December of 2017 through March of 2018. Uh, the book discusses things like, um, there, there's a lot of posts that Q has dropped about the subject of North Korea. And the last chapter of the book is actually the longest chapter I can't believe how long this chapter is. It ties together a lot of the proofs, a lot of the hints, uh, a lot of things that happened during President Trump's trip to Asia in, at the end of 2017 and some things that happened afterward. There is a chapter that covers Q's posts about DEFCON. Uh, there is a chapter on the Red Cross, actually. Uh, the stringer Red Red is decoded in this book. Great Awakening is available on Amazon in both paperback and in Kindle. And let's get cracking on the news today. So last night, was it last night or early this morning, three people were stabbed to death in a French cathedral. Uh, and Emmanuel Macron actually denounced it as an Islamic terror attack. So uh, one woman was, was almost, her throat was cut pretty severely, almost to the point of beheading her. It is being investigated as a terror attack. Uh, the uh, suspect was shot unseen by the police and killed. Uh, I guess one security guard was taken to a hospital. In other news, Hollywood producer David Gillard was charged with a new count of sexual assault. This is four months after he was charged with rape and multiple charges of rape and kidnapping. He is being held in lieu of $5 million bail. I believe he's in L.A. County Jail. All right, and got some news on the economy this morning. U.S. economy in the third quarter grew at an annual rate of 33%, which is phenomenal. It is the highest GDP growth in history, in the history of the country. We've never had that kind of growth. Now, obviously, <laughs> the economy was shut down for the better part of six months. And in fact, if you look at this chart, what's interesting here is the second quarter of growth. So these, um, if, you, if you look at these, these bar graphs right here, this, these bars show economic growth by quarter. Now this is the first quarter of 2020. It's a negative bar, it's a very small dip here, and there's a large dip. This is the second quarter of 2020. 
the economic growth in the second quarter of 2020 was negative 31%. So the economy actually contracted 31% in the second quarter, but has grown 33% in the third quarter. So we're on our way to a massive economic recovery. The unemployment rate declined to 7.9%. That is down from, it was around 14%, I think, in July. Weekly jobless claims for this week came in at 751,000, which is the lowest number of uh, new unemployment claims since March 14th. That was the week that the lockdowns began. So the unemployment number is looking really good. Uh, GDP is is looking good. Growth is you know, it's expanding. We're, we're having a good recovery. Uh, and you know what? Uh, Morning Joe had something to say about that. Listen to him. Yes, the economy is growing at 7.4%. The number looks great. It's a historic number. Uh, it comes on the heels of a lot of pain in the past and some pain to come. But still, bottom lining this for the election that everybody's looking at five days from now, um, Donald Trump's going to be able to run around and say, this last quarter, the economy grew at a record rate, the, the, the highest rate ever, period, end of sentence. Tucker Carlson, uh, the package that Tucker says his producers mailed to another station got lost in the mail. Not lost, it actually got opened. Well, UPS announced that they have found that package and they are returning it back to Fox Studios. So that thing has finally been solved. All right, this is just breaking. Uh, James Rosen is reporting that the DOJ has confirmed it has opened a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and his associates regarding allegations of money laundering and investigation. So Justice of, of Department officials have confirmed to him that in 2019, FBI opened up a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and his associates focused on allegations of money laundering. It's still active today. And then Rosen, this is an, another tweet. He had a video, he actually did an interview with Tony Bobolinsky. And you know what, let's play that video. A Justice Department official confirmed to Sinclair that back in 2019, the FBI opened up a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and his associates that is focused on allegations of money laundering and remains open and active today. Tony Bobulinski, thank you for joining us from Los Angeles. Separately, Tony Bobulinski, the former business partner of Hunter Biden, who has cited emails, documents, and other evidence to allege that former Vice President Biden was more deeply involved in his son's business dealings in China than either man has acknowledged, told Sinclair he was interviewed by the FBI in Washington on October 23rd with counsel present for about five hours, with up to six agents in the room at one time. He said the agents carefully examined the digital evidence captured on the three cell phones Bobulinski made available and told him he will be brought back for additional questioning. They do list me as a material witness within the entire FBI on their computer systems, and it was a very cooperative, uh, deep dive into all the facts across that time period. In connection with what were you listed as a material witness? Uh, in connection with the discussion of the Biden family, CFC, and other operations around the world involving other countries. CEFC is the Chinese energy giant, effectively an arm of the government and the Communist Party 
with which Hunter Biden pursued a $10 million deal, according to Bobulinski's firsthand account and a wealth of evidence now in the public domain. It was from CEFC, according to a Senate report, that Hunter Biden's law firm, through a company he helped set up, received approximately $5 million in the summer of 2017. Joe, what's that all about? This president paid 50 times the tax in China. It was prior to the final presidential debate in Nashville on October 22nd that Bob Yulinsky, a former naval nuclear command officer with a Q-level security clearance, now a wealthy corporate investor, first went public with his charges about the Biden family, including his account of two face-to-face -face meetings with the former vice president. The FBI interviewed Bob Yulinsky the very next day. Did you get the sense that the FBI had already been working on these related issues uh, and matters prior to you making that public statement in Nashville. Uh, my impression is everyone in that room was very aware of the sensitivity of the parties involved here and potential multiple impacts to this country. Vice President Biden has denied having any knowledge of his son's overseas business dealings, but the authenticity of the digital evidence that Bobulinski has cited has not been disputed by the Biden campaign. The campaign's director of rapid response did not respond to our requests for comment. In Washington, James Rosen. All right, what's interesting to me is that, that there's a lot of people out there on uh, social media who are reporting that nothing's happening, that uh, uh, Barr, Bill Barr is deep state, that he has been bribed, that uh, Biden has been given some kind of a pardon, and that nothing is happening. Well, we now have confirmation that there is an active open investigation, and Bobolinsky says, that he was interviewed by the FBI the day after he went to that debate, that last debate with President Trump and Joe Biden. That was on the 22nd. Bob Linsky says he was interviewed by the FBI on the 23rd, the next day, in a five-hour interview. So, again, we have not heard the last of this, and I would, I, I'm more than happy to watch this thing unfold and not uh, get out over my skis. I think we're going to hear a lot more in the, in the coming days. Twitter uh, temporarily suspended the account of uh, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner Mark Morgan after he praised the progress that had been made on the border wall. And Twitter said uh, his tweet was hateful conduct and they locked him out of his account. That's the kind of um, insanity we've got going on on social media right now. Hopefully, uh, President is going to win the election. We're going to we Republicans will take back the House, and I think we're going to see some big-time changes in Section 230 protections for social media. This is this is going to end. I think people are just getting fed up with it. Uh, FBI and private cybersecurity firms are warning that there is a rapidly spreading ransomware attack. Uh, federal agencies warn that cyber criminals are unleashing a wave of data scrambling extortion attempts. Uh, similar to the WannaCry virus uh, scandal that went that we saw a couple of years ago, um, and it just it, they they get this malware, it infects um, the computer systems, and it makes it impossible for healthcare providers to access the databases. Everything's scrambled, and then they hold the hospitals and the health uh, agencies hostage. They have to pay money to get their system unlocked. Well, FBI and these uh, cybersecurity agents are warning that, I think I just saw um, one of the news accounts on Twitter tweet out that six hospitals in a particular facility on the East Coast are now 
had been infected with this, uh, this malware. So this is not a good time uh, for this to be happening. Uh, coming up to the election, a lot of people concerned about COVID and now you've got to deal with uh, malware hacking uh, in healthcare systems. This is the kind of thing that I'm, I'm concerned about as we approach election day. Q has warned us to expect massive zero day attacks the day after the election, along with potential attacks on the, on the power grids. And I think that is something we all need to be praying into, that any of that stuff will be exposed and neutralized. Uh, this is coming in now. There's some news about um, Supreme Court and other courts ruling on the election. So currently, the Supreme Court is reviewing motions by various uh, political parties, uh, state political parties, to extend the counting of ballots. Right now, uh, this, the court has allowed for an extension for North Carolina and Pennsylvania to count ballots after Election Day. Now, to be clear, ballots that are coming in have to be postmarked on or before Election Day. This is simply allowing the ballots to be received and counted. If the ballot comes in and it's postmarked after Election Day, it will not be counted. Right now in Wisconsin, they have not allowed that. Any ballots that are coming in that are going to be counted have to be received on Election Day. Now, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, this came in just before we went live, Eighth Circuit Court has ruled that Minnesota absentee ballots have to be received on election night by 8 p.m. in order to be counted. Simply put, uh, Secretary of State has no power to override Minnesota legislature. So the reason why these courts are ruling differently in these different states is because it has a lot to do with the individual state laws. Each state has different laws regarding uh, how their election system works, and the courts are trying to make minimal changes. So this is also not final. This is a, a circuit court ruling. This could go to the Supreme Court before Election Day, and this could change. So we'll have to keep up, keep our eye on that. And our last bit of news, Rasmussen presidential tracking poll. Uh, Rasmussen is doing a daily presidential tracking poll. They track uh, the popularity uh, of likely voters and the approval of President Trump and his job performance. And he is currently tracking at 52% approval nationwide, likely voters. Just as a reminder, no president has ever failed to be elected if he had a presidential approval over 50%. And Barack Obama had presidential approval of 48% right on the same day before he was reelected in 2012. So the tracking poll is good. He, President Trump is peaking at the right time. I don't care what the fake news pollsters say. Um, <clears throat> I, I just, I don't, I don't believe the polls. You see all these polls, you know, Biden is leading by 7% in Florida. He's leading by 5% in Michigan, 7% in Minnesota and Wisconsin. He's leading by, you know, 4% in Arizona. I don't believe these polls. Do not believe them. Uh, Joe Biden can't draw 500 people when he goes to a rally, the few that he does. And President Trump drew, I think, 25,000 people in Nebraska <laughs> the other day. And they're going to be doing five-a-day rallies from now till the election. 
I think it's going to be a landslide. Uh, I'm not too concerned about um, you know election fraud. That people may try some election fraud, but I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think President Trump is going to win. It's going to be difficult because social media has already told us that they're going to be cracking down on anyone who tries to claim victory. That's the problem. It's going to be very, you, you'll basically risk losing your account on social media if you try to claim that President Trump or Joe Biden won the election uh, on the third. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'll be following, I'll be tracking, but if they're going to be taking down tweets and suspending accounts for tweeting out election misinformation, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to watch and see what happens. But uh, confidence is high. I think President Trump has a very good chance of winning the election, despite what the polls say. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. If this broadcast has blessed you, you can support me on Subscribestar. The link to my Subscribestar page is in the description box. If you can't find the description box, Bruce, uh, you can just go to Subscribestar forward slash praying medic. Uh, all one and you'll get to my page if you would like to check out my book calm before the storm or uh, the second book great awakening there is a link in the description box to the amazon page please keep me a decent in prayer keep the president in prayer keep q and the team in prayer keep the military and the secret service in prayer I love you all take care i'll catch you on the next broadcast